It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. My name is Kevin, of course, with me, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm still trying to watch the fights from this weekend, so shut up. Do you feel like, oh, you don't know exactly how it ends? I watched the main card, but oh, okay, the cool. precursor card, the prelims, I didn't get a chance to watch. And not my fault. Why not your fault? Okay. So I wasn't able to watch it live on Friday, right? Okay. 11 a.m. your time, hard to get to. It's a little weird and, uh, you know, just didn't have the chance to do it. So I got home at maybe about 3.30, 4 o'clock and was like, oh, yeah, let's put on the replay. And I should be able to catch it no matter what. I tried on several computers and it was not loading. Ooh. Having some UFC fight pass problems, were you? Yes. Thinking? And I don't know if it was just mine. Color me surprised. <laughs> oh, you but think it was? I uh, probably wasn't. I, I can't say. Okay. But, uh, and we would never want to speculate. Not on this no, podcast. We're not, not speculators. Mm-mm. It's not Verbal Tap MMA Speculation Podcast. That's right. We were super clear. We thought about making it that. We didn't. When were you able to access the fights? I watched it the next morning so that's saturday i took the time and watched it and by then you already know all the results which is terrible (laughs) yeah yeah. but you know it's like hard to avoid a book from reverse where you go oh well i i guess i know what happened here all right let's see how it happened and some pretty good fights yeah that's kind of the nice thing about mixed martial arts still even knowing the way it ends doesn't make it necessarily less interesting especially in this case because if i had told you Roy Nelson, big, round, voluptuous, strongly girthed Roy Nelson. Did you call him voluptuous? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, no? Wait, is it recording? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, he, did you think he was going to come out and really, in the terms I put it, just own, own? Oh, God. Nog. Nog. Big Nog. And, <laughs> you and, did remember who Nog he was Nogera. Just took me a second. Okay. Uh, I don't know if the knockout was so bad to Nogera that it also rendered Kevin's memory a little <laughs> subdued, but I guess that's what happened. Um, okay. If you recall from my prediction, my prediction was if Big Country has the stamina to make it to the cage... He's going to win. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did say if he got in there, he'd be able to troop it out. And sure enough, once he got there, I go, "Uh uh-oh, this is not looking good for Nog. He made it (laughs) into the cage. And he peppered him with some really cool shots that just had Nagira wobbling for a good portion of it. But here's the best part. This is how I love watching fights when someone is clearly not doing as well as the commentators wish they would. So Roy Nelson is just hitting Nog with these staggering shots. Changing it up, mixing it in there, yeah. Yeah, and when Nog responds with, like, a jab, they're responding, and the commentators go, oh, yeah, that was a good jab. And no, it was not. It's a man (laughs) who's on the defensive who maybe got a very small jab in, but they were trying to sell it like, yeah, that was a great jab. Oh, and the fight's still over now. Cool. And it felt like Noguera was kind of out for a second. Did his amazing, like, I've been fighting for 50 years. I'm going to look like I'm conscious for another two minutes. But I, know, I was but impressed by Nelson. feels like. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, and there it was. Okay. Touche, Roy Nelson, because that finishing right bomb was fucking menacing. Is there a name for that bomb? I assume he just calls it his number four. I probably just names his combinations, you know. I would hope that he, dishes. he calls that um, the last call just because of his bar-like fighting style. <laughs> the last call is not bad. I could see him, like, busting out a guitar and singing it <laughs> while he's sitting on the edge. You can use that idea, Roy Nelson. We know you're yep. listening. It's all yours. Happy to pass it on, but yeah, they had it was two knockdowns to zero, 20 strikes to 12, and, you know, pretty quick fight. Very quick fight. 
as quick as fights get. Clay Guida won a very uninteresting decision over Tatsuya Kawahiri. Don't say that. Which part? The The, name again, or just that I thought it was kind of a disappointing fight? The fact that you thought it was a disappointing fight. I mean, it was... There was a lot going... You know, they seemed fine (laughs) at the end of it. What did you (laughs) think of this fight? You felt good about it? Here's what I'll say. Uh, Clay Guida, who is so beloved as somebody who, who really brings the fight. I don't know why it's so entertaining to watch him in between rounds or after the actual fight is done because he's always running. He's always showing you he has the best cardio in the world. Yeah. Maybe the cardio that could help a smidge at times with a couple transitions. <laughs> but there were some really cool moments in that Clay was going – the entire time balls a wall to try and knock this guy out. And there were some really great Kimura sweeps. There were some transitions. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty exciting fight to the point where they named it fight of the night. Yeah. So maybe I should have watched more than just the second half of the fight. Yes. I was trying to work the fight past quickly, not going great. So. It's not easy. Like, I don't know if people are catching on to this. But <laughs> I was struggling to find the fucking fights. All I could find was them getting introed. It was so hard. I, I love the fact that, like, when I say I didn't watch the main card, and here I am trying to watch the prelims, because I feel like this is kind of like homework at some times, where yeah. when you show up, to the class and you didn't do the assignment you're like oh i can do it during class it's no problem so like when i show up here at the podcast i'm like oh i didn't see the prelims eh, no big deal i'll just watch them as kevin's saying some nonsense play yep. yeah so yes i could understand how maybe it's a little bit harder but it, it was a good fight um it was definitely exciting and and the thing is like i said um you could watch it and you could appreciate both fighters and but Nothing's funnier to me than you finish a fight and then do immediately five laps around the cage. Well, Guida also just always looks like Brendan Fraser's character from Encino Man before he got cleaned up. Mm. So with that look comes a certain amount of we just, you know, I love watching him do his dance and his move arounds. Yeah. Especially with his hair going crazy. Yep. Uh, Those were the two main fights on the card. And you and I owe Ryan LaFleur an apology. Do we? Yes, we do. And do you, do you remember what we said about him in this fight in particular on the last podcast? No. Oh, well, okay. I might because I only choose to remember the things that I say that are good. So it's entirely possible. <laughs> this is... Uh, it's not favorable, but yes, I think I know what you're speaking of. This was not one of the things that was good. We judged a book by its cover, Rafa Sparza. We said John Howard, and I quote, oh, he's obviously winning this fight, mm-hmm. right? We were incorrect. Ryan LaFlair and his very, um, I don't know, non-imposing physique. One in a decision over okay, John but, Howard. But wait, I did see this fight. I did slightly during the middle of it recall. Oh shit! I don't think that's exactly the way I called it. But to be entirely <laughs> fair, yes, I don't think either of us foresaw that John Howard was going to get kicked in the nads by Lafleur <laughs> to the point Hard that he was rendered a little, little shooken up. And actually took the full five minutes that you were allotted. And I am very proud of him for doing that because not enough people do that. Everybody likes to be a hero and just go like, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's okay. I got kicked in the balls, but I'm going to fight. Oh, shit. Everyone likes to be a hero. I don't know if that's how they refer to it, but yeah. Okay, so you think, time out, you think the ball kick, we'll call it Mm -hmm. Nutsgate, because that's just always what I wanted to call something. You think that's maybe playing a role here in little Ryan LaFleur being able to win? Um, I will say that the nut kick is enough to justify 
sure. match. <laughs> Just that we <laughs> weren't in the realm of being crazy. We had an idea of how it would go. And to LaFleur's credit, he was kicking and, and chopping and really trying to like take away John Howard's strength. But there's a moment where after he kicked him in the nads that John Howard, after taking the full five minutes, gets that look of like, okay, fucker, now I'm going to kill you. And LaFleur the entire time for the rest of the second round has this face where even though he's punching and in the fight, looks legitimately scared of John LaFleur. So I don't think we're out of line. And I would... So you're not ready to throw never, in the towel yet. No. Asterix. Exactly. Let's put an asterisk so really, this one. John LaFleur... How, how funny would it be, though? Go ahead. Obviously he did, but how funny would it be if they announced like a rematch for this type of fight? They should do that subtly just as an ongoing mm-hmm. inside joke. It's like, and now the much anticipated rematch <laughs> of the John Howard, Brian LaFleur fight. We, we've People heard the cries of the half a dozen of you. The, the fans have been talking and we've been trying to listen to all we've, four of them retweeted all four of you who were upset about this and we will make that happen I love it okay Ramsey Nijem wins via again very quick TKO over Danielle Danielle. but oh fuck yeah yeah, it's with a B I can read I'm doing awesome it was an awesome knockout (laughs) I Uh, I I can't say enough good things about it. Ramsey definitely put a statement out there and a cool KO to watch. So I would highly suggest if you can watch it. Highly suggest them from Rafa Sparza. And just to go over the rest real quick, Jared Rosehalt wins in decision over Daniel. They have his name is cut off by his head mm-hmm. in his UFC picture. Daniel Omilankuskal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thalas Leites wins, which is always fun to see, over Trevor Smith. We like Leites. Alan Omar loses to Jim Allers via decision. And Ronnie Yaha and Johnny Bedford fought, and it doesn't it's have a no contest. The bout was ruled because something a no happened. contest as an accidental clash of heads rendered Yaha unable to protect himself. <laughs> As most headbutts you... do, but okay. <laughs> yeah, a little headbutt will render you unable to be... Prote- that's a funny mm-hmm. announcement of it. Uh, MMA Roasted had like, why does Bedford have Dodson's <laughs> feet tattooed on his chest? <laughs> I thought that was... That's I was funny. like, that's funny. That's pretty good. That wraps up the UFC Noguera versus Nelson happening in Abu Dhabi happened uh very odd hours Raf are you prepared to go into the news roundup that just has been difficult for us to Yeah close there's out? been so many fucking things that have happened just MMA headlines that we haven't got the chance to respond to so Kevin and I thought we'd we'd round up some of the headlines and, and bring them to your attention Where do you want to start this I'm going to throw out an early mm-hmm. one for Hoyler announcing over several media sources, I'm sorry, over single media sources, he's not, he was not impressed by Eddie Bravo. And why should he be? Because, and you and I were talking about this beforehand, here's what I feel like Hoyler's not doing. And part of jiu-jitsu is acknowledging when someone does something interesting and trapping and promoting that and he got caught he got caught in what most people would have tapped to obviously Hoyler must know that he's a unique specimen didn't tap to it but to say that he wasn't impressed by Bravo like he wasn't impressed that he got put in multiple submission attempts submission attempts that would get 95% of jiu-jitsu practitioners I think it's uh, just a really stupid thing to say okay you you think he should have been impressed I'll say this Mm, okay. I don't know why you would expect him, Hoyler, to say anything else. Because when you think about it, there's not really a vaporizer in the Gracie storied version of jiu-jitsu. 
So when you have some of these things, he's like, oh, I guess it can't be a submission if I don't know what it is. It's more of a an odd, I don't know how I can tell myself I'm super amazing story. Because here's what I'll say. When, when you're looking at this match, and it's a great match. We all loved it. And I think the idea is, is it's a nice matchup of two crazy different styles. And the thing that's funny for us is the objective viewing public is we can look at it and go, oh, my God, that's amazing in that style. And oh, my God, that's amazing in that style. But it's just so crazy when he starts pointing out and going, well, nobody won. But it's submission only. So nobody got submitted. So nobody won. Am I right? It's like, yeah, Hoyler, we get it. It's a technicality. It's fine. No, but nobody won, right? I didn't tap. He didn't tap. So we tie. It's like, okay, you are right. <laughs> this is exhausting. I don't know why we have to waste our breath trying to figure out if anything was impressive about that performance to him. It upsets me that he doesn't at least acknowledge that most people – would get submitted by that leg lock. He didn't. He's a freak of nature. We knew that. We know that. But when now. you're a freak of nature, you don't feel the same pain that normal people would. So, like, I'm pretty sure if he saw me tap to that, underneath his breath, he'd be like, pussy. <laughs> I hope it wasn't underneath his breath. I hope he'd scream it. He'd, like, grab you by the gi and just be like, you are a pussy. And he's just really mean about it. I mean, I guess I'd like to watch the footage with him <laughs> and just go, see that part when your leg is wobbling? What do you Is suggest? that not impressive? Is that not good? Be like, nah. <laughs> I, whip, I wiggled my own leg. <laughs> we play a lot of ping pong on this show from a Metamorphs 3 jiu-jitsu fight back into the MMA realm in a little preview of what we'll be talking about later, but... Michael Bisping had the nerve to call our friend Tim Kennedy a stepping stone back into title contention. Is he really referring to Tim Kennedy as a stepping stone? Um, okay. Um, this is an unfortunate statement. Wouldn't you think so? I think it's a dangerously stupid thing to say <laughs> out loud. <Why> <laughs> Because the last thing Tim Kennedy needs is what the NBA calls board material, which is things to put on their motivational board. The last thing Tim Kennedy needs is just an extra little motivation to be that much more confident, that much more arrogant. And to to call him a stepping stone is just that final thing that could push him over the insane edge. Oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not well, a good thing. Is Hold on, Raph. You're a man of the world. Yeah. Um, which just means you've read more books. I have. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't think that was a contest here, but sure. Is it possible that in Great Britain, or England, as they call it, that that's like a metaphor for something else? You know, Kev, I'm oddly, like... I feel like I'm not equipped to answer this. Do you think we should go to the source himself? Absolutely. Okay. Do I, Raph, I'm going to push on hold, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Perfect. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, here to defend his position, Michael, the Count Bisping, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, well, that's really nice. And what you're doing over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You called Tim Kennedy, sir, a friend of ours on the podcast, a stepping stone to greater things. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean to take that back, you know. He's not more like a stepping stone. He's more like a, a tree stump, you know, if, if that's what it is. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I'm sorry. I don't even remotely understand that. What do you mean like a tree stump? No, it's like, you know, sometimes stepping stone in, in the UK and then you get a tree stump and you just go over that and then you're there. Okay. I think I get it. So you're saying Tim Kennedy is not prepared to fight you and that this is just a distraction for your career. You're going to move right back. No, he's never, he's never been at, at my level, you know? It's just been like me, uh, basically me, Anderson Silva. That's about it, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, you haven't had like a big win in a while. Okay, okay. Don't you think like – Is that what you think? Tim, who's coming off a few big wins, maybe this is actually a really great matchup? Uh, you want to go over uh, my 14 14- – 
uh, opponents who I've beaten? No, I don't at all. Okay. That's I or I would have asked that question. I would have said, "Hey, let's talk about the 14 okay. people you beat." But you want you want to know uh something that they all have in common? Well, yes, always. Uh none of them are in the top 15 ranked. Oh, that's just just a weird thing. I don't even know. I mean, that's stupid, right? Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're helping yourself necessarily here. No, no, how, no. I'm, just, I'm pointing out how much I've beaten them that they, like, drop down. Oh, okay. Oh, I think like, I get it. Me. So Tim Kennedy's going to come at me, and then I'm going to be like, hey, buddy, you know, here's the queen's jewels, and then, you know, he's going to, like, <laughs> drop down past the, below 15. Well, I think when you threaten the king's jewels, that's pretty much... That's the queen's jewels. Thank queens, you. Queen's, excuse me. I believe that's pretty much the promo cut. Thank you so much, Michael Yeah, Bisping. yeah, well, you know, a lot of credit goes to me, and, uh, you know, I just want to say uh, I've still been uh, at the top of this uh, division that I'm not on top of, and uh, thank you very much for having me on. It was a pleasure to talk and uh, hear myself. Thank you. Oh, and perfect. Thanks. Michael the Cow Bisping, ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure when he swings in the podcast unexpectedly. It just, it's so hard to breathe while you're talking to him. And let me um, just, and Raph, you back? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. What's Perfect. Up? Okay, I was just starting to, uh, we had Michael Bisping on. That's why I put you on hold. How did that go? Not great. He sounds like an insane person. Um, That's really unfortunate. He sounds like your friend you graduated with from college that you thought had it together and they call you like four months later and they've gotten really into like late night activities. Like they're just doing like a lot of poetry writing. <laughs> Their hair's long and not in a cool way. Um, yeah. Not in like the Kevin Phillips way. Exactly. Not like a cool summer breeze, but that's how he sounds. Like he's been working <laughs> on a English literature dissertation for seven months and I don't think he has been. He's so strange. He's such a strange guy. Either way. Do you think... That, like, whenever we call him via Skype, that it actually automatically translates weird for us? <laughs> I don't, I don't, know, I don't think so, because okay. you know, when we talk to Luke, it works. Mr. Barnett. Okay. Uh, yeah. Raph, Tito Ortiz is fighting Alexander Schlamanko. Who? <laughs> well, good question. Jokes. I, people, calm down. <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, suddenly someone – I'm sure no one was like, hey, Raf, you should know that. He's a Bellator <laughs> middleweight champion. Yes. And he does not – I'm guessing English is his second language based on his call-out video. <laughs> Why is this? And you know what? We, we just had some good fun maybe about 20 seconds ago. And now I think it's like I get to ask Kevin for the first time, do we have him on the phone, Kevin? <laughs> Yes, we do, but you're going to have to put me probably on hold. I've never done this before. What do I need to press? Just hit the H button and it'll go and I'll be on hold and he'll be here. You hit the H button? Okay. I. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi, is this Alexander? Slamenko. I fight Tito Ortiz. I fight him. I better it different weight. That okay? Wow, Alex, you do not at all sound like an Asian immigrant. So congratulations on that. But what are you looking forward to most in fighting Tito Ortiz? He big deal, and I fight him well. Oh. You know, I do have to say, most people would say good, but you said well. So that does show quite an advanced uh, understanding of the English language. I getting good, I fight Tito. Oh, your promos are going to be adorable. I go now. Like that. I okay, go, now. go now. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you kept it together for the entire interview. So kudos to you, Alexander. Kudos to you. I fight Tito. Alexander Vashiko, everybody. Thank you. Oh, God. Well, that was so worth it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and H. Yeah, there you go, Raph. I saw it light right back up, and here wow. I am. Yeah. The dynamic range on Woo. this podcast. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've got a lot. People are like, oh, that's why that's the first time Raph's ever conducted one of those interviews. That makes a it's lot like, of sense. It's like we were just both switch hitters here, you know? <laughs> it's just a little like that. It's a lot mm -hmm. like something else. 
Andre Dita is taking credit for punching Chael Sonnen. <laughs> Raph, I find this appalling. I okay, don't know if I it. think it – I don't know what this is. It looks like a pretty real fight to me. Um, the preface I saw was under Grappling Weekly initially being like, oh, what are your thoughts? Is this real or fake? It looks pretty real to me. Chael okay. Sonnen shoots in, and this asshole is now claiming he punched Chael Sonnen while he was locked up with Vanderlei? Can you tell us why he punched Chael Sonnen in the back of the head he as says, Wendy's assistant? He says he just felt like it was his thing to do to, like, save the fight or something? No, 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 no. He said that he was trying to break up the fight. Oh, I'm sorry. So he did the break first thing that he fight. could do to help break up the fight, which was to punch Chael in the back of the head. <laughs> which, as we all know, is notorious as the most effective way of ending a fight that you're not involved in directly uh, efficiently, I guess, is, is the right way to say that, right? I don't even know what the way... It just... Uh... Kevin, do me a favor. If I'm ever in a fight, I feel like that's how you're going to try and help me. <laughs> I'll just punch you as hard <laughs> as I can. You'll just punch me in the back of the head. You'll be like, I was trying to end the fight. Oh, God, that would be a pretty good – That I don't mind that necessarily as like uh, – but what a stupid thing to say out loud. I punched him to break up the fight. Yes. Okay. I I haven't stopped laughing at that headline <laughs> at all. Like I – when this podcast comes out in four days, I will still be laughing at it. If you send me a tweet at VerbalTapCast and ask, Raph, is that still funny to you? I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> I like how clear you are on it. Rap, you sent me this article, and I think it's fascinating. John Jones requests that the people he fight, his opponents, get random drug tests. When asked sure, about, why not? Sure, why not? I agree. When asked about Glover Teixeira, who has never failed a drug test, he said because it's just uh, because he's known to be a very strong guy against his opponents. Mm. Do you feel like this is kind of a bitch move? Bitch move is a... Interesting phrase. I think I'll say that it's an interesting one. It's one that uh, raises some suspicion and almost an accusation, one might say, that Glover being maybe so old that it's strange he has that kind of strength. I don't know. If only there was a weird phrase amongst the kids for people <laughs> who are old and have ridiculous amounts of strength. Ah, God, it's just... <laughs> It's just not hitting me right now. I, I don't, don't know. Remember. I just I, I guess I must give up. I I can't really think of it. Maybe next Multi- time. Man. Uh, doubt it. <laughs> it's still I've got oh. the sensor beep ready to go, but I'll have to do it in post. All right. Uh I think it's just a weird let me say this. Let me preface with if John Jones goes through this type of activity, like if people ran, people request random drug tests of him frequently, I'm one hundred percent on board. It does not okay. indicate that he goes through this behavior. So I think it's kind of weird that he requests it of his opponents. It just seems like one of those things, let the let the commissioning body handle it. If they're not handling it, that's a separate issue. Can we be privy to this process? Is, is there like some sort of UFC fight pass uh, oh. fighters court that we can watch where they have to file a claim and they have Judge Judy has to like render them? Uh, an actual case or not a case like I feel that would be exciting to hear them make their arguments in person that's a genius idea I'm in I would watch the shit out of that and frankly I think as you've noticed from uh, Raph and I's pretty staunch belief they have some work to do on Mm -hmm. UFC Fight Pass so this is a really great chance for them to do that making it work a lot like making it work Raph, our final story on the news roundup is a pretty kind of hilarious one. It happened at RFA 14, flyweight fighter Junior Maranejo kind of blacked out in his corner a little bit between rounds. You've never done that? I've never done that. I've never done that. I've also never blacked out like in between rolling rounds either. Um, but his response is genius. So here's what's digging up controversy about this for those listening. 
Um, people were calling it like it was tagged human cockfighting in a couple of things. Like people were upset because they thought the fight should have been stopped when he passed out a little bit between the fourth and the fifth rounds. He says it wasn't that bad. He was just caught in the triangle a lot and that it's not that unusual for him. Raph, where do you fall on this? Do you think people should have intervened and possibly stopped the fight from him collapsing? Or are you with him and you're like, screw it, let it ride. So you fell on your face. No, 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 no. I fall on my face a lot. And when you fall on your face, Kev, and I, I, I know you said that this doesn't happen to you. Um, sometimes you just, you know, you wake up and you're just like, is it tomorrow? <laughs> no, it's what, what happened? Oh, I was in a fight, and I'm going to go keep fighting that guy. Cool. Thanks for the tip. I'm back in. <laughs> Ready. It's a, it's a little odd, but that's, I guess, because you, you just don't live hardcore. I, you know? I definitely don't live hardcore. I feel people like him and Hoyler can really teach us how to make the most of our lives by being vaguely delusional at times <laughs> when maybe it's not the best choice, but it's a good lesson to take away from it. I think that's what I learned. Is that the right moral to take from that? I Absolutely, because you took way more than I did. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Don't bother. doesn't bother me. The indignation of how dare you. I was tired. I needed a mini nap. Hey, you try. You dick. <laughs> you don't know what time I got up this morning, do you? You try fending off a triangle while you're cutting weight four rounds into this goddamn I've fight. So I took a little napsies. Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig all fucking week. And all I want is a two minute nap. I'm starving. Can you just let me have it? Yeah, maybe the triangle might have cut off some of my air supply. But you know what? Sometimes I don't even want air supply. So fuck you. I don't even That's like right. that band. So fuck you yep. twice. Yeah, I think we perfectly think so. articulated that. Raph, it's time for a very presidential moment. If we could cut to the teleprompter, we would. I know people are waiting outside. There's a reporter just outside okay. the studio right now with his pen and paper wondering what the hell is going on with the ultimate fighter. Raph, known the world over as the connoisseur and world's leading reviewer of the show. Completely These people don't know that. <laughs> Would you go back to listen to the replay? Tell me if it sounds like you said something completely different. Okay, let me just be super clear. Raph is a connoisseur. <laughs> I, just, I can't deal with that phrasing. Raph is an expert in reviewing the Ultimate go. Fighter. That's better. That? I mean, you could say the other thing. It's, just, it's like your articulation failing such a choice moment. You're also a very cunning mm -hmm. yep, linguist. If that's, if that's what you're... Jesus. Even remotely. <laughs> Who says we don't teach you new things here on Verbal Tap? Yeah, you're finding great ways to tap dance around big yep. topics. Uh, the state of the ultimate fighter and the review for Verbal Tap. Okay. Sparza. Friends, it's uh, it's been a rough time. You may have noticed that we haven't done the one-minute review for a while. And it, it feels long, doesn't it, Kevin? It feels like forever. It does. And it's weird because yeah. you see two Ultimate Fighters happening right now. Well, actually, no, you don't because nobody's watching either of them. But you know that they're in existence because they keep telling you they are. Um, but one of which is Tough Nations, which... I have maybe inappropriately, maybe justifiably referred to as uh, the ultimate fighter, which if you can't tell is me sleeping. I was totally in on reviewing this for people because it was televised until they pulled the following trick on me. And Kevin, you'll back me up on this. They put that shit on Fox Sports 2. Mm. Dose. That. Mm. Not one. Mm -mm. Not one. Mm -mm. So we're all clear. And that was really the cutting point. That yes. was the moment when I said, fuck this nonsense. If you're going to put episodes randomly on Fox Sports 2, I'm not going to watch them. And I, th I had a moment where I said, you know what? Maybe I'm going too harsh on these people. Maybe I should need, you know, dial it back. No big deal. I'll go to my fight pass. What's that fight pass? 
you're not putting these episodes up until three to four weeks later fuck you i'm not reviewing this what i didn't even know that so it's been a tough time because i've wanted to try and make this interesting for you guys and lo and behold Wednesday is the finale, and I'm not going to get Tough Nations in on time, so we're going to call this a wash, but I'm here to make the following um, proclamation. I don't know. Agreement? I don't know. Whatever we're going to call it, which is after Tough Nations with Bisping getting beaten by Tim Kennedy, there is going to be a two-hour premiere of The Ultimate Fighter 19. So we'll be back. We're going to be doing the one-minute review. We're going to get you guys all caught up. It's going to be a lot of fun in games. But because there's been all of this attention uh, surrounding the Ultimate Fighter Brazil with uh, Chael and Wandy, and uh, not anything else people really know about it other than there was a big fight that turned into a giant game of, like, everybody just jump on top of Wandy and Shale, which is a terrible game. Uh, I've decided we may actually put up our one minute reviews for that season on YouTube. So if you guys are into that, that's what we're going to do. So that way the people without fight pass can actually figure out what the fuck's happening and make some sense of what's going on. And we won't really disrupt what's happening with our one minute review of the BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar. So, I think it's a great solution. It's a compromise. Kevin and I are looking forward to talking about the Ultimate Fighter. I can't wait to talk Ultimate so, Fighter. So, let's favorites. just uh, let's say that's what's going to happen. Let us know if that's something you guys miss. We know it's a, a staple here. It's one of our favorite segments. Can't wait. And frankly, I'm tired of the fan mail stacking up over here, Raph Esparza at Verbal Tap Studios. It's time to bring back... I think the, the more, like, aggravating part is just when people are like, you know... You don't think you're, you're going to do that segment anymore? You're too good for that segment? And it's like, no, no, clearly I am not. Yeah, no. But if you Come put on. things on the Fox Sports dose, that. that's just like, fuck you. Yeah. Nothing we can do about that. But I am confident all will be following us. Make sure you're also, for all this type of stuff and staying in tune with us, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at VerbalTapCast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we are doing fantastic things for your viewing pleasure. And, of course, give us a little rating on iTunes if that's where you listen. Just a little rating. Just a little rating. Raph, you ready to talk about five-round middleweight bout? Between Michael Bisping and Tim yeah, Kennedy, Tough Nations finale, Wednesday, April 16th, Bisping versus Kennedy. I'm excited for this fight. I'm really excited for this fight. I'm actually a thousand percent with you. I think this is going to be a really cool fight, and I genuinely feel like Tim Kennedy is the better fighter. Why do you feel that? I feel like he's more well-rounded, and I think we've never seen a really completely committed Tim Kennedy before in his previous career tracks we had always seen a semi-motivated kind of still had other things going on this is the first time we're seeing tim kennedy making mma his career his priority and i think we're seeing the results of what an insane person Hmm. and that's what i'm happy to call it with his training techniques and his motivation (laughs) he's uh it's insane in a good way but i think he's gonna really beat this shit out of bisping here's the weird part about this whole dynamic between the two of them if Bisping gets the way he wants. I feel he's going to try and keep the standing the entire time, which Tim Kennedy has proven he's okay with doing. I don't foresee that as the way this is going to go the entire time. And the hardest part about an opponent like Tim Kennedy is the fact that he's never been submitted and he's never been knocked out. So between those two things, you do have a great stylistic matchup, but... For somebody who has questionable knockout power, like, uh, you know, that's something that's plagued Bisping. It it is a great stylistic mashup between the two of them where you can say, all right, I guess this is great. Now he's got an opponent that's hard to knock out. What's going to happen? If he does beat Tim Kennedy, it probably is a better uh, reflection of him as a fighter than I think what we've seen from him in a while. No shit. If he beats Tim Kennedy, it'll be a, hey, finally. It'll be nice to see why you're earning all that money. But I don't think that you and I see that as the way it's going to go down. 
No, I really don't. I just uh, haven't seen it from Bisping, and I have seen it from Tim Kennedy. That's as simple as it is for me for the last, just tracking him over the last three fights. Because it's when you get guys that have fought, each of these guys have fought over 20 times, most of which are in the UFC. You know, they were 10, 15 years, five years, big difference on these athletes' lives and performance. So it'll be um, it'll be an interesting show. Do you think Bisping is going to stall out the fight? What do you think is going to be his key strategy? Mm, he's really good at backing up a lot. He loves it. He's real like that's maybe his strongest attribute. Um, that's hard to say. Does a pretty think... good job keeping the fight standing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. You know, the hard part is with Bisping. It's been a while since I've really seen a performance where I thought, man, that's reflective of how good he is, and. I see him in fights, but I don't know that I've been wowed by him in those fights. And that, yeah, that's just and tough. You thousand percent on the same page here. However, so I will say... we're calling it for Kennedy. Yes, we're obviously calling it for Kennedy. I think the only thing that's a little testing for Kennedy's style is... Uh, I think maybe one of the closest matchups that he's had to somebody like a Michael Bisping is a Luke Rockhold. And that's still a different vibe of a fight. Yeah. Um, and there he did have some problems with Rockhold. So it's not to say that it's completely inconceivable. I just feel that Tim Kennedy has uh, a certain kind of, not aggression, but he just wants to push this fight. And I feel that's going to be something that for someone like Bissing, who does not push the fight, I feel, as much as Luke Rockhold, I think that makes for some problems for him to overcome. I'll tell you this, five rounds, I don't see it going that far. I don't see this fight going past the third round. I just I think go it's going to be quick. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Cote is getting back in the cage. Feels like it's been a little while. To face Kyle Noke. Noke Can might I... be right. Yeah, it's, it's no. Can I just say this? I've been most disappointed in not being able to do Tough Nations for the mere fact of being able to use all of my Canadian and Australian jokes. Yeah. Because I don't know... Loaded. Oh, yeah. I mean, they wrote themselves. Um, You know, the biggest takeaway from their press conference is like, you know, (laughs) who disrespected the other the most by saying... Sorry, the the least. I don't know. <laughs> Who was least polite? Yeah. Hard to say. But it's yeah. it's one of those things where I don't know. What what do you see in this fight that is intriguing for you? I don't know Kyle Noak that well. I see Cote coming back into it. I always just like Cote because Cote seems to only fight when he like kinda of wants to. He's doing a little other things, so I love it when he's back. I think Cote's going to win the fight. I don't know. I don't really see this as a. Uh, just doesn't seem like a, a fair matchup of competitors. And I, but, I wish there was some sort of tough drama that we knew of, that yeah. like at some point they played a Luke bad prank on each other, and they accidentally shot the deer that the other was going for while hunting. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just some scene? weird yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know. Shel- I don't have anything Sh- on that. Sheldon Westcott versus Elias Theodoro, mm-hmm. or the Spartan, as he's nicknamed. Okay. I know. Um, <laughs> Is the- the- like, isn't that a chipmunk name? Isn't that a couple of it's- the chipmunks? Theodora? Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a Theodora. Elias Theodora. Um, but these these are obviously all the guys from the show. Uh, Chad Lapree, the disciple, mm-hmm. versus the whitest person on the planet, Olivier Aubin Mercier. Boy, if only this were the the big test. But here's why this fight card is going to be amazing. Oof. Are you ready? Okay, go for it. They're leading it off with Dustin the Diamond Portier. You As cannot have a bad fight card. If Dustin Portier is leading off the card, he's super high energy. He delivers a knockout, but he's definitely going to deliver a fast first four minutes of that fight. Like, he comes out fucking violently. They're geniuses. This is so smart to have, like, uh, he's such a good opener. He's like a good mm-hmm. leadoff man in baseball. 
Yeah. It's a little spring. I've... It's a spring metaphor. Good work, Kev. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm into it. I- I'd like to see what this fight is. Uh, it's Dustin Poirier taking on Akira Kurosawa, who uh, is a great director. I've really admired his work. Well, I know we are desperately looking forward to this finale, though we might not have no. loved Nations. Um, we're always looking forward to a time to watch Tim Kennedy fight, especially when he fights somebody yep. he doesn't like. It's more fun. Not going to lie to you. I think he would say that too. Raph, we need to move over to some more fights. And frankly, I'm going to compliment the UFC. I think the Tim Kennedy-Bisping fight is a great fight to have on Tough Nations. It's a good yep. fight, fun draw. Um, well, they also have UFC. This is Fox UFC Saturday, April 19th. Verdum versus Travis Brown. Okay. Uh, great fight. Travis Brown's a crazy yes. person. Verdum or Val Cavado is his nickname. Do you know what that means? Val Cavallo? Yes, but I'm not going to tell you. That sounds about right. Misha Tate back to fight Liz Carmouche. I'm excited for that fight. Yeah, I'm excited to cheer for Misha. Team Misha right here. Donald the Cowboy Cerrone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, Donald sir, Cerrone. Yes, sir, Donald Cerrone. <laughs> Fighting Edson Barbosa. Junior is his nickname. Stoked to see Cerrone fight. And the card is rounded out with Brad Tavares fighting Yol Ramiro. Romero. <laughs> whose nickname is Soldier so of God. That, like, which is... Some of these names were written with the intent of just screwing you up. <laughs> Romero was one of them. <laughs> Romero, come on. Are you kidding me? You know, Dos Anjos is also fighting on that undercard, which is pretty cool. It's Thiago Alves. They've got some uh, big names fighting on these undercards. Are you excited about this weekend? You excited about all the UFC fights? Uh, am I supposed to say no? Like, is there just... I wish you had. I wish you'd been like, not interested. I thought about it. Who could... I could give a fuck, Kevin. Yawn. Are you serious? No, of course I'm excited. <laughs> I think this is... Uh, you know, not only is Dos Santos fighting on this, or Dos Anjos... Uh, but he's fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov, who fucking is awesome. So that's a great fight to cap off that preliminary Fox Sports 1 card. We cannot wait for the fights this weekend, but Raf, we have got to talk about something that has us just hopping upset before. Yeah. You sent me this news article, and I find it just excruciating. There is now essentially a group of people looking to prosecute anyone really from like a restaurant venue or just like group status that might buy fights without paying the commercial fee. Would you like to elaborate on this? Yes. Here is what you need to know. So let's say this weekend you were one of those people who watched uh, Bradley versus Pacquiao. Okay. Okay. In California, they sent out 500 people with the intention of finding out if those people had paid the correct fees to show the fight. With the intention of then serving those people with papers uh, on behalf of boxing. Let's just say boxing. So basically what it's coming down to is this. What they want to do is they want to charge you. And I've, I've heard this for a long time that a lot of different places for bars won't show certain fights unless they pay a fee that is per square foot. So the idea is they try and figure out how many people can fit into a bar. Okay. And then they charge you for however many people that should fit. Thus, the square foot is representative of X many people. Mm-hmm. Those fees are ridiculous. And they're, they're so high to the point where small bars – now, who used to have business that they could have where people could come watch the fight, no longer can come see pay-per-views because the, the rates are so ridiculous. There's no way they can afford to do that and bank on the money that they would recoup from, say, having people buy $3 Bud Lights all night long. And it's a rid- ridiculous entrapment 
scheme because it's essentially this one guy pursuing a lot of lawsuits yep. on behalf of X and sending out like 500 detectives to see if people are paying the commercial fee versus just ridiculous. Yes. So the days of watching a pay-per-view at a bar are slowly dwindling down. Yeah, that's they're going to be gone. Any, and it's weird because I know that Kevin and I were those people who would watch those fights at bars and some bars I would actually take into consideration if they had a cover fee to go watch there. And if they did have a cover fee, I'd be like, mm, I'll think about it. Maybe it's $5. That's about as much as I'm willing to pay. And some of them now won't even show it because there's no way they can recoup costs. So yeah, it, no it's bad it for that. It costs $1,600 to yeah. rent the UFC. They're not going to do it. Yeah. And for those of us who are those people who, and you know this, Sometimes you have to go to a bar for someone's birthday on a fight night. It's a bitch. It's terrible. But you were always, always hoping for that chance. It's going to be playing on a TV screen at the bar you're at. And now, probably unlikely. And the hard part about all of this is reading all of these different owners, one of which was a struggling business owner who got sued. And not only do they go after you, but uh, for this particular guy, they essentially bankrupted him. And he had a bar showing it for like five, six people and just didn't know the rule. And uh, now he has to take like a menial job just to try and pay down that debt. So I'm sure you can find cases like this everywhere. It's more than just being a case study. It's more of a what the fuck does this mean for people who like watching fights in bars? And are you not making enough money, pay-per-view companies, that it's worth your time to seek out smaller – I mean, it's just a ridiculous. Well, I think you answered the question there, Kevin, which is no, they're not. Apparently. So one thing that gets very, very nervous to a lot of people who provide pay-per-views, which is you know mainly boxing in the UFC, and now that the WWE is no longer calling their events pay-per-views, they're calling them special events because if you get the digital package known as the WWE Network, you you'll all. get it already. So really, we're talking about mostly boxing and mostly the UFC. UFC. And to actively be pursuing these people is just like we get it. There should be a fee. I do understand that much. Um, but I think a lot of it is because of the dwindling numbers in pay-per-views that they want it to come from digital businesses. So either you buying the pay-per-view yourself or, hey, have you heard about Fight Pass? Yeah. And give us a reason, please, to get fight backs. That's mm-hmm. not awful. Wow. That's so weird that we're taking down all these bars, but Fight Pass is available for nine ninety nine a month for oh, all of the convenience sh- that you can see that fight much later. So it, we'll be posting the show four weeks after the Exactly. <laughs> so th- I think it's a it's a sad state of affairs for what we know as a, a nice traditional experience of watching a fight at a bar and i'm not talking about watching a fight at a bar where you get to hang out with all the fucking idiots who are wearing tap out t-shirts because that's an experience into itself as well and a great one it can be fun if you know how to make it fun and make fun of those people without saying but it's okay dumb things to their faces of course um but it's a just i don't know i don't know where to start so uh i would highly encourage those of you outside of california uh to slowly start being a little bit more uh, cautious about where you find out all your stuff. If you got a favorite bar, you know, maybe give them the heads up. They're secret detectives. There's a small ninja force in suits being douchebags. Yep. <laughs> Places. <laughs> We're never going to get these fights. Okay. So if you know, please look into it, fans. We're just trying to keep you informed here at Verbal Tap. Yep. Where we hold the speculation, bring the sarcasm, and that takes us to a segment we're calling Viewer Mail. Woo! Was that the... Do we have, like, a bumper for... I'm gonna put a bumper in. I just didn't have one ready, because, well, you've met me. 
Yes. <laughs> it takes a second. So the audience will hear a buffer or a Sweet. bumper. A bumper. bumper. What a picket. Whatever you want to. Potato, potato. <laughs> Our first question is from Scott. He wrote in, and this is based off of a really cool news article that came this week. I, I know where you're at, Scott. And thank you for the email. Rich Franklin says he can beat Anderson Silva in the third bout. My question to you, Raf, what is he going to have to do differently to beat Anderson Silva? That's from Scott. Thank you. I'd like to start by saying he can absolutely beat Anderson Silva. Okay, shocking. I was not expecting you to go that that positioned. Mm-hmm. If he finds him in Anderson Silva's hospital room. There you go. That sounds a little better. He's lying down a lot, um, potentially sleeping. He can beat him. Uh, if he sneaks up on him when Anderson Silva's eating like a really spicy amount of jambalaya, maybe. Uh <laughs> I don't know why jambalaya, but absolutely. He, Fresh he off, likes frankly, the different spicy arts. Oh, yeah. He's a big fan of the spicy arts. If he had just caught him right after the uh, leg kick, I feel like he had a pretty strong chance of beating him. Do you feel that like Rich Franklin saw that Anderson Silva had to lose part of his legs and just had like this realization? He's like, I can't get kneed in the face. Yes. <laughs> I just think uh, Rich Franklin was like, is there a time to maybe beat Anderson Silva? This is it, right? Like, this Oh, he's is probably been my waiting last for chance. seven years for so any could be kind his of comeback. Like <laughs> he could be his little comeback fight. I think Rich Franklin's a genius. I think he's not going to win the fight. I and here's he the great part. The fight, but... uh, apparently, one news story that tops that is that Chael Sonnen said, uh-uh, math teacher – Blah, 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 I'll beat you. I don't know. I'm just paraphrasing Chael at this point. So <laughs> he essentially did in his Chael way calling him out. So if you want to go read the t- tweet, go over to uh, Sonich. I choose the first <laughs> on one. Twitter. I, you know what? We're cunning lists. <laughs> Our next question is from Maggie. She says uh, she's referencing an article about Bellator's founder, Rebney. Saying Rousey isn't such a great fighter, but has maybe been marketed that way. Maggie wants to know, do we think Rousey is a great fighter or it's just marketing? I have to wait until the UFC gives me a marketing push to tell me what to think. Perfect answer. We cannot comment on Ronda Rousey without official sanction and notation. But I can tell you she is going to be in the next Fast and the Furious movie, Fast 7. Or seven, if you would. Whatever the yeah. For seven. For seven. Mm-hmm. She's also going to be in an equally shocking trilogy. The Expendables. I'm gonna take a moment to figure out where exactly you meant the trilogy to go in. To gonna... a series that has seven. Well, it's just an equally shocking. Yeah, fair point. Bad use of on uh, mine. Yep. Because Fast, the Fast series is amazing. And so is the Expendable series, but in a different way. <laughs> Very <laughs> Don't you different. ever way. say a fucking ill word. I wouldn't, and I didn't, I didn't want to start a fight with you right Thank here you. in front of everyone. I just, yeah. I was polite. We'll discuss it in the car, it. okay? Wait till we get to the car, Kevin. <laughs> Um, I like this next question. This one, well, first of all, it's from Kevin. We saw this one on Facebook. Thank you, Kevin. Great name, by the way. Son and Silva, made up or real? Great question. I don't know. I genuinely don't. Okay, you don't? I don't know that it's real. It felt, even with the shot, it just felt a little weird. What felt weird about it? They're professional athletes, and to see them, it's just, they didn't, it didn't look like Chael was actually that mad. I don't know, maybe I haven't seen the whole thing, but it just, ah, those are my speculation. 
I already told you this. I thought Chill's shot showed a carelessness that looked authentic. So I certainly can see it. And frankly, you know, I, professional athletes have done it before. It's just, it's hard to believe. So you don't think that there was some fight pass producer over on the side that said, hey, sell this. I do think that. I, okay, so let's, that's probably the best way to say it. I think it was a nice, healthy mix. Okay. <laughs> it was a mix. <laughs> I do. I don't okay. think that was in a completely authentic fight. But Chael came up with bumps and, like, with genuine skin break. Are you willing to also believe the fact that Wandy is crazy? Yes, I guess. Okay. I have to be, right? To even think it would be you, you can't disclude that from any theory that you put out there. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. As a huge... Uh, pro wrestling enthusiast even i looked at it and go shoot fake real (laughs) and then i stopped caring yeah and i think really that's where it it ended because like it's a good strategy when they do have wandy do his talking heads he's talking in a crazy language that it's not that it's, you know, he's speaking a different language that makes it crazy. It's just wow. he has his own hybrid of insane talking. Maybe, you know, maybe this is his tribute to the ultimate wire passing. Maybe this is him making incoherent nonsense into a promo with the talking mm. head that you go, oh, well, I don't know why I want to buy this pay-per-view, but I might. If anyone would say, where can I find some weird PR advice? It would be Vanderlei Silva, and he would be mm. looking at the Ultimate Rumble. <laughs> like, that sounds not like that's probably top three most plausible theory I've heard. That whole and elaborate if notion. If you guys really want to do yourselves a favor, go listen or read what Chael's response to the fight was. Because even that is still kind of iffy, but uh, Chael definitely is telling you there was a fake part and there was a real part. So. Hey. Go look for that yourself. Look at him go. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, viewer mail. That was a perfect little five-minute segment. And yeah, feel- oh, hold on. I'll respond yeah. to this one, too. Go this one it. comes from John Budd. It reads, let me see here. Hold on. This is, I want to make sure I get this uh, phrasing exactly right. How do you get free geese? Um, Raph. you don't. <laughs> Free geese get you. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to say. Yep. If you but gotta ask, right. you don't know. That's mm. <laughs> perfectly demeaning way to end. Fewer mail. Verbal tap fans. We love hearing from you, and that said, we want to open up our voicemail line to the people. 703-635-2168. Call, leave a message. It could get played on air. And Raph and I have been giving you so much show that we've decided to make this a nice, brief night we've caught you up on mma we've told you all about the ufc extravaganza that's coming up we even slipped in a little metamorous talk on our way to closing down this beautiful sanctuary of a mixed martial articast whoo raf i cannot believe you're still letting me talk are you ready to shout this thing out let's do it <laughs> i'm really shocked there was no condescending jabs halfway through that little rant it might be um there <laughs> in post i just didn't hear them they were there you'll uh, definitely get it. i'll start it out bjj and mma academy out there in chantilly helped us uh let us do some on the shot location for a vulcan ghee review super helpful thank you to barry homer that did the photography for the ghee review also helpful andrew co-starred with the vulcan ghee on he's really Real more Group. the star of it though yeah, well, I mean, that was really... Like, a you get pretty... top billing, but he's the star. Yeah, we mostly just rolled, and those are what the photos are of. And <laughs> I used the ones that were, you know, good enough to display the gi. And they were a good chunk of them. 
No Concept Jiu-Jitsu out there in Maryland. Of course, everyone, please go check out BJJFinder.com, the world's premier site locator. It's kind of like Yelp in the sense that you can review schools. You can tell people what's great, what's good about them, what's okay about them, what's awesome about them, whatever you need to say. And that is going to do it for me, Raf Esparza. Sweet. Uh, Shout-outs to Valley Martial Arts Center. Valley Martial Arts. Yep. Uh, I haven't been able to train there for a while, and I'm I'm really sad. I've been under the weather, but I should be back uh, this week, so I'm really excited to get back there. Because when you don't train, you become a crazy person. Yeah. So I'd like to not be crazy. Crazy, if I can. I- I'd love you anyway, Raph. I want that publicly noted. Wait for the car, Kevin. Okay. We'll talk about it at the car. Um, you know, I, I, I also, I couldn't remember, Kevin. Do you remember me shouting out my cousin on here? Yes. Okay. Did I tell you that he actually came to train with us? I think you mentioned that he was, he was going to come in. Yeah, that he came in the one. He did. He, I mean, he showed up the very next day, and I, I was like – putting something away in the house today and i just go did i shout him out oh shit i should so uh my little cousin who's not so little anymore uh came out to valley martial arts center he rolled with us dude is great i mean he's got such a great uh wrestling background okay and like he's been doing it for years so like he knows way more about any kind of uh of guard or takedowns and he just speaks that language and he's actually trained since he's close to the era of the OC with Eric Paulson and a whole bunch of those people over there. So dude is, he's great. So to my little cousin, Marty, I just want to say so great to get to roll with you. Um, you know, what's great about having a little cousin who's good at something in a way that you're not is that he gets to explain things to me that I was like, okay, I believe you. Great. Is that how this works? I have no clue. And it felt really cool to have him explain those things to me. And uh, there's just something really cool about being able to do that with the different family member. And I actually told Nick Gregory Artis of uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood. He was saying there was something really cool about having your family members that you get to roll with where, you know, not everybody in your family is going to understand what the shit a Kimura is or – understand those things so when they do happen it's super cool and that's the first time that's ever really been something that uh, i had in my direct family who i got to roll with so uh marty was really helpful helped improve my game a lot and good kid so very proud of him very glad he made it back out and we're we're happy to have him back whenever he's back in the area and maybe i'll come down to the oc and i'll just have him kick the shit out of me there too wherever <laughs> and i think that'll do it for me Hey, fight fans, be sure, as I said, follow us at Verbal Tapcast on Twitter. If you'd like us on iTunes and that's where you listen, go ahead and leave us a rating just so we know how we're doing. And please subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Verbal Tapcast, for so much more. And you get to see our beautiful faces. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good night. Bye-bye. 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 B